You're listening to episode 30, Prioritize Peace. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is on a mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Today's episode is being sponsored by Wake Up and Show Up Live. It's a daily show giving you a daily dose of inspiration and empowerment Monday through Friday on Facebook Live at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Head over to Facebook and like us at I Am Portia Scott so you don't miss out. We have a new way to keep in touch with you and for you to keep in touch with us. We would love for you to text the phrase wake up to 31996. That's wake up to 31996. This will sign you up for special text messages from us. We'll keep them short and sweet, but informative. We'll notify you when a new or bonus episode is being released, send you a little encouragement every now and then, and make sure you're up to date on all the new stuff going on. Again, you can text the phrase wake up to 31996 to stay in the know. Hello, darlings, and welcome to this week's episode. As you'll hear in this week's episode with John Henry and myself, we recorded this about two weeks ago. And as we were recording, we thought that life would be back to normal. It's not. And so we've all created a new normal. Schools are closed. Businesses are closed. We're practicing social distancing. There's a lot of connection going on online, which is super exciting. People seem to be a lot kinder in the world while this is going on. And that's something to be grateful for. So this particular episode is so timely for where it is that we are in this season of life for all of us around the world. And so I think it's so important that one of the things that we can control is that we cannot control a lot of external factors, but we can definitely control the internal factors. And this particular episode, Prioritizing Our Peace, is teaching us to do just that. I hope you enjoy this episode, so let's get into it. Hello, darlings, and welcome to today's episode. So as we record this episode, we are right in the middle of the world's new normal due to COVID-19. We are recording this particular episode on March 18th, and we have been in the house as we, the collective we of me and my family, or my family and I, for five days except going out for essential items, walking around the neighborhood, and playing catch and kickball with the kids. My prayer is that by the time this episode is released, there is some sort of normalcy back into our lives. But I'm excited because since we are in the house, we have a wonderful co-host joining me for this episode. If you guys recall our last episode together, he went from house guest to occasional co-host um because he wanted to be a co-host not because anyone asked him (laughs) but I would like for you to help me welcome our occasional co-host the love of my life John Henry Scott the third howdy so how are you doing babe I'm great darling so this morning you put something in one of our polo groups 
about prioritizing peace because at this moment in time, a lot of us are concerned, mm -hmm. a lot of us are confused. And I think just with all of the information that we're getting, some of it inconsistent, um, it leaves people in a panic per se. Mm -hmm. And so these were kind of your five things for how to prioritize your peace because no matter what's going mm -hmm. on, it's essential that while we can't control when the vaccines are coming out, we can't control uh, what people are saying and we can't control necessarily the pandemonium around us, but what we can control is our peace, mm -hmm. our inner peace and how we prioritize that. And I loved it. So mm -hmm. can we, can you talk a little bit about like what were your five things and kind of talk through, you know, kind of talk through that? Yeah. So I think it's, it's very easy to allow panic and or, or rather, let me back up. I think it's very easy to allow concern and concern is legitimate, but for concern to morph into something else. And let's say that concern morphs into worry. And then when worry takes root, then it creates panic. And I think that panic looks different um, for everyone and everyone's circumstance. Sometimes right. it's more external and it is just this exuberant outburst of a response and sometimes it is sitting down and just allowing a war and conflict to take place on the inside and so there is no silver bullet for panic but i believe that the panacea for panic is peace yeah and so to prevent uh, concern, which is legitimate and everyone has a right and understandably so to be concerned when there's a space or a season of uncertainty right now, uh, being concerned is, is normal. But when it morphs and it becomes worry and then worry produces panic, um, I think that that's where we can kind of lose track of some of these other things that's so important. That's what I kind of talked about the importance of just prioritizing peace, because I believe that peace is the panacea for that. So mm -hmm. the first one I was talking about is that I think that it's very important for everyone to start with stillness. And yeah. at the very beginning of your day, just kind of creating this space where I'm going to be still. You do that really, really well. Like, you know, we've, been married for 14 years mm -hmm. and so I think like over the course of the 14 years for us uh, we're people of faith and so devotions in our time uh, in prayer and devotion is very important to us and it's been something that we've done you know kind of all our lives but I think or at least our married lives and before then I know for you it's probably all of your life but <laughs> <laughs> but for me I think even in that just because of how my mind works, right? So even though I have those moments of prayer and those moments of devotion, I think it is a thing of literally just being still, yeah. right? Because sometimes even in the midst of my devotion, even in the midst of my prayer, I'm thinking about what do I need to do next? I've had another bright idea. I, I have to get the kids. And even before the kids, you know, it was, oh, I got to call you because you were overseas. Mm -hmm. So it was always something. So when you say like start with stillness, that is, I've, I've seen you do it in your life. And so I think just 
Is it just those moments as we're waking up, just doing nothing and Mm -hmm. that being okay? Yeah, it sets the stage for your day, right? If we wake up and allow a task list or allow grabbing our phone and allowing information that sometimes you don't have much control over just to fill up that brain space, then what I've discovered is that that will be the predominant thing that leads every other moment throughout your day. So what I've tried to do is I try to create this space for me as a believer is I'm going to my stillness means that I'm going to create space where I can synchronize myself with God. I want to just just feel his presence. I want to allow my, my heart to be open so that even if in that moment I don't hear anything, what I've done was I've set a precedent. I put 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 in place at the set of it before I do anything else is that, God, I've got to do these 10, 15 things today that I've got to get done. That's on my to do list. What I'm doing is I'm giving you this day and I'm trusting that you're going to help me navigate through this. And I believe that's just really what I call my for me. It's this it's spiritual synchronization. Yeah. And so do you do that just just because I want to make sure we have like an actual where people are like, okay, I get it. Start with stillness and you just wake up. Mm -hmm. You have that time. And that's even before like your devotion and your before you even say anything. You're kind of like, well, sometimes it is my devotion. It's it's it. different all the time. Right. But I think it's just this moment where I don't have anything to do other than to be still, to create silence and to just be in the moment. That's the key. Got it. Excellent. So number one for prioritizing our peace, start with stillness. I think it's important. I think it's very important. The second one was gratitude through perspective. And this is something that's so important right now uh, as the majority of the world is in a space that they're not accustomed to. Me, I'm fine. I'm I'm home. And, oh, you can't go and move. Perfect for the introverts like me. But for the the majority of the world, they are like, yo, this is insane. I can't do anything. I got to stay home. My kids can't go to school. My kids got to be here. Or the grocery stores are, it's it's not, I can't get the store brand or the name brand milk. I got to get the store brand or someone have taken all the the, the preferable (laughs) tissue paper and I got to buy some. I've got to buy some, um, um, what do you call them, Kleenex or something to use in lieu of toilet paper. So the reason why I think that gratitude through perspective is so important because it helps you to look at what you do have as opposed to what we don't have. Right. Right. And that is necessary. Otherwise, we all will just go crazy. We go crazy. That's right. You know. Okay. So gratitude through perspective is just very important. Uh, practical examples, right? I can, we, we moved our kids' desk out of their rooms to the seating area downstairs so we can create a space for them to have like a classroom while they're homeschooled, while their schools are closed. Um, 
we should be grateful that we've got a house. We should be grateful that our kids have their own rooms. We should be grateful that we have desks for them, that we can bring them down. And through perspective is it's not necessarily just looking at what other people don't have, but it's understanding the value and the blessings of what we do have. Right. And that it can be another way. Yeah, I think that's important. I think so often when we think about gratitude, it's always that um, I'm grateful because it could be worse, per Mm -hmm. se, or someone has it worse. And I think that the gratitude perspective is that I think it is I I'm grateful for everything that is right now for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not grateful for the coronavirus, right? But I am grateful that me and my family were able to wake up together, mm-hmm. right? All of us. I'm I'm grateful, as you said, that, you know, you and I have careers and business that we're able to be home mm-hmm. because somebody is at work currently mm-hmm. worrying about, How are their kids Mm going to be taken care of the next day or Mm -hmm. who's going to homeschool them because they're Mm -hmm. not able to be there? So I think it's just in all of the perspective. And even if I am that mom or that dad that does have to work, knowing that at least my kids are healthy, I think we can always find some form of gratitude. And it's very easy to say when things are going well. But I think Mm -hmm. in this situation that we're in, everybody's on a different playing field, right? Mm -hmm. In a level, but at the end of the day, we're all in this together. Yeah, but fundamentally, gratitude works the exact same way in terms of an energy standpoint as complaining, right? It requires the same energy, just a different output. So I can choose to look for a reason to be grateful, or I can choose to look for a reason to complain and talk about what isn't. But the output of that will dramatically determine the, uh, the, the the quality of the moment that I'm in right now. So let's say that everyone is sheltered in place. They have no toilet paper here. I can say, you know what? I can go in and, and get some newspaper if I want to and sprinkle it up and use the toilet in my home. Or I can create the same energy and could talk about what I don't have and blah, blah, blah. And and the same thing. It's just uh, it's it's a decision in that moment. What am I going to do in this moment? Yes, it can be worse, but it can also be better. And I think it ties right back to stillness, right? That in this moment right here, I'm going to block out everything that was, everything that I want to be and focus on what is and allow that to drive me to be grateful. That's so good. Focusing on what is and allowing that to drive our gratefulness. Yeah, not what was or or, or what, what it is, could be. you know, mm-hmm. or what so. it was. Right. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. we're definitely if I, I think I was thinking today that if we stay stuck in um, what normal looked like to us two weeks ago, mm-hmm. a week ago, when I was still picking up kids from mm-hmm. carpool and dropping them off. And if I mm-hmm. stay stuck there, I'll never be able to one gain that gratitude perspective for where we are now and and move forward for what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yes, I'm concerned, but if I am concerned, even in our households, 
we act as leaders, right? We're looking to the government to kind of not have these answers, but definitely to lead us out of this pandemonium, mm-hmm. right? And into a place where we feel like, okay, we understand this. And so in our households, we're responsible for that too, right? Mm-hmm. To not, even though I'm concerned, I'm not going to ruffle my kids and have mm-hmm. them concerned because they look at us as the leaders mm-hmm. as to say, you know, so if we just stay stuck in what was just last week mm-hmm. and not able to say, well, guess what? For the next month, y'all are homeschool and homeschool looks like this nine to one. You guys do homeschool mm-hmm. and the rest of the day you can play. We'll do Uno. We'll do all these things because that's what the new normal is now. Yeah. And, and I... I, I don't maybe maybe it's a new normal. Maybe it's a temporary adjustment that we don't know. We don't know. Right. Because at some point kids are going to the, the brilliance of the human mind is just incredible. You know, to assume that there would not be a vaccine, a vaccination, to assume that there would not be. I mean, science is just phenomenal. (laughs) I love science. I mean, I mean, this is a moment that we've got to decide what are we going to do in this moment and not allow media and not allow the internal media, the voices and the sounds within us to create a narrative but to look at it for what it is this is a moment that i've got to manage in this moment and gratitude helps me to be clear enough to optimize and make the most out of this moment right and so your third one was strive for selflessness yeah i think that's important and it's connected to uh gratitude and that's where we get to this point where we are looking and saying well you know what uh, I've got to quarantine and stay in the house. Well, not everyone has a house. Right. Right. Oh, they don't have the food that I want at the grocery store. Well, there's some people that want to go to the grocery store, can't. but they don't have the means to do that. Right. And so when we strive for selflessness, it means that in this moment, I am choosing to not just think about what is important for me or this or how to navigate through this moment for me, but to look through the lens of love and compassion and generosity and realize that I really am my brother and my sister's keeper. keeper. And that I've got a responsibility to humanity. There's an African proverb that says that it takes a village to raise a child. But in the principle of that, not only am I just thinking about the children, but having been to Africa a couple times and connecting and hearing the stories of how our brothers and sisters on the continent would navigate through apartheid and would navigate through even right now, current today, Mm -hmm. current situation, current state today, uh, the the economic conditions that exist, there is this sense of togetherness, of this community. sense of community that allows the resiliency of mankind to rise to the top. Right. And I think that in a capitalistic society that is often driven by ego, if you would take the exact same situation that's happening all over the world, and if you would look at it, I I wonder if 
we are responding in a way that brings out the best of humanity. Right. And so when I say strive for selflessness, it's it's this sense of community and togetherness that yeah. this obligation that we have. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, just striving for selflessness just Sunday when uh, we were talking and I was just like, what can we do? Like, I want to do something, right? I want to do something for those people, those healthcare workers. I think because for so long I worked in, you know, healthcare behind the scenes on the business side with implementations, but going into the hospitals and seeing all of these people and I was thinking about it today that no one signs up to be, you know, a doctor or a nurse or a technician or a healthcare worker, whatever it is, the same way that essentially when we joined the army, I know I joined the army for the college money. I did not join the army to put my my life in harm's way. I'm being honest. Like initially it was the college money and people I was not I'm telling you, while I love this country, I didn't go in because I was like, hey, I want to be the greatest patriot. No, that wasn't it. I wanted the college money. And so, but you go in, right? And so doctors, they go in because they want to help people. They want to be the conduit by which their their skill and stuff like that, that God can use to heal people through science, right? And through mm -hmm. healthcare. But I don't think they thought one day I'm going to go to work, not to make a living, but to die, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, I was thinking about how can we help but them to die? Well, I'm saying, because I'm, I'm just saying like, okay, they're on the front lines is oh, what I'm to saying. Oh, put themselves yeah, like, at risk. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was like, yo, this <laughs> took a turn. What's happening? For the worst. But I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, right. They never, they go to work to make a living, not to put their lives at risk to die. Right. So I'm um, sorry. Um, but I reached out to a friend of mine and she was saying the best thing that you can do to help us is to get the message out, to tell people to stay at home. And I think some of the selflessness is actually you're practicing selflessness by staying in your house, mm -hmm. by not going out just because it's uncomfortable for you, mm -hmm. but it helps us so that we don't overload our health care system, mm -hmm. which is now the Mm -hmm. ERs are full and work, you know, healthcare workers are working hours upon mm -hmm. hours. So it's that small thing that is it an inconvenience? Yes. But I'm going to practice this selflessness for the community, for the, the, the impact of the nation. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, so I used the sandwich method when I did these five and I put that in the middle <laughs> on purpose mm -hmm. because I believe that that is the one that is the most difficult when we live in a culture that promotes self. That, that glorifies self, self-help, self-improvement, so self-promoting, self-branding. Oh. And so in essence, it is a cultural uh, paradigm that has to take place across humanity. So that's the reason why you can go to the grocery stores and see one person who has four people in their household with a cart full of toilet paper. And not think about the neighbor next door. That has nothing. Because innately what is, you know, kind of crept into our subconscious is think about me. And so we have a culture that reinforces that through social media, through magazines, through television, through reality, through all of these things. And I think that part of that 
is just wired in humanity also. So I can't just point at a certain time, but it's been there all along Hello. this idea of Self. ego, mm-hmm. right? This ego, whether it's id, ego, super ego, from a psychological standpoint, these things have been there. And so in times like this, especially, we've got to be intentional at unlearning what is natural to us and being waking up and show up, being intentional, take your life off autopilot and being intentional at thinking about someone else. And for a caveat, there are other diseases and sicknesses and illnesses besides coronavirus. Right. And so if everyone show up that we still have to treat with science and, and medicine and things like that. So to show up in the hospital as if this is the only thing out there, it is in essence, is selfish when we know there are things that we can do to prevent it. Right. Right. To the most, to the best of our abilities, social distancing is important. Washing our hands, um, practicing a little self-control because someone may get pneumonia and really need to go to the ER. Right, 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 right. Some baby need to be may born. go, abso- <laughs> absolutely. We may, I mean, these things, someone may find find a lump. And cancer starts to spread right. or something. We never know, God forbid that, but that is the reality of, of the cycle of life. And to not consider that um, is selfish. That's right. I totally agree. And so number four, this is actually a fun one. Uh, move your body. Yeah. I think that's important. And so this is to, to the people who are stationary at home uh, and the, the gym folks are like, oh my gosh, I can't go to the gym. Like, yo, if you, you have legs, you can move your body, you know, our arms. You can do jumping jacks. You can do sit-ups. You can do push-ups. There's a, there's a myriad of options available to us. There is pavement outside. You can do social distancing on your block. Just walk right up and down the street, you know. So it's being creative to keep your body moving. That helps with stress, the endorphins that is released there. Um, getting a good sweat in is extremely important. And then on the contrary, you don't want life to go back to normal which it will, and you gain 30 pounds in two weeks. Because you've been snacking the, exactly. co- the corona snacks. You, you know. done had too many of the corona so snacks. So I think moving your body is extremely important. <laughs> I do too. I think this morning when I went for a walk, I had been talking about it. Like I need to get out. I need to get out for like fresh air. And I think just walking so changed just a lot of stuff for me, mm-hmm. right? Because you kind of feel stuck a little bit, um, just to be completely honest. And I think especially, especially if you're a person of faith or if you're a person that feels like I'm the, you know, I'm the self-help guru, mm-hmm. I'm the mm-hmm. mindset coach, I'm the productivity coach, and look at me being stuck. And mm-hmm. I think that that is okay. Mm-hmm. But what moving your body does is I just feel like it brings you back into alignment, right? Whether it was my walk or whether it's doing a TikTok with Mm -hmm. the kids or dancing to something or doing my stretching. I think it's so important that we're moving our body, our blood is pumping Mm -hmm. and 
And that's something that is normal, right? Absolutely. Like that's the one thing that's actually normal. Like you, yes, you may not be able to go to the gym, but some people weren't paying for gym memberships anyway, mm. raising my hand right mm. now. Um, so <laughs> it's like, you could still go outside. You could still do these things. And then number five is what I love because if anyone sees the pictures that I have on Instagram, um, I love laughing mm -hmm. and so your fifth one was look, look for, for laughter, laughter. Yeah. that's necessary it. laughter is like a medicine it is like a medicine it releases good chemicals throughout your body um and it helps you to be healthy it brings you into a euphoric state and so looking for opportunities to laugh whether you're laughing at yourself whether it's through television whether it's through other people whether it's just creating this space that snatches you out of the concern of the moment mm -hmm. that helps to kind of fend off worry from settling in. Right. I think as you say, we're going to go back to normal. Life is going to be go back to normal. And I think taking number five and still looking for that laughter. One of the things that I love is that we literally have a culture of laughter mm -hmm. in our house. Mm -hmm. And so when things get heavy, when things get hectic, somebody is going to tell a joke, right? Whether it's miracle acting like me and saying, do you even love me? Or, you know, Maddox doing something or you acting up or me, or when someone comes in the house, I don't know why we do this, but once we hear the garage door, everyone goes and hides. It's yeah, like it's, it's our culture of laughter. And I think it's so, so important because life has life is hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. I know you're going to say life is it hard. The way of a transgressor is hard. That's exactly but, <laughs> what I was thinking. I was. But I, mean, but I won't say hard, there are, but there, there are, are difficulties in life, in life. Right. That can be difficult. Absolutely. Yes. So there are moments in life that are definitely difficult. And so if you can ward that off or fight that or for just a moment laugh, mm -hmm. then looking for laughter. I yeah, love there's, that. There's, 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 I mean, just the, the spiritual and the psychological benefits of joy and happiness and laughter. There's been so many scientific studies around that. Science. I mean, and so <laughs> I, I just think that that's a value added. So prioritizing our peace, right? Start with stillness. Create this moment where you can kind of recalibrate and center yourself. Gratitude through perspective. Striving for selflessness. Moving your body and looking for opportunities to laugh. Well... Guys, I think that is all for today. That was incredible. John Henry Scott III, my that love, I thank you so much for joining us um, on this episode. So, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff is getting real. <laughs> See you guys later. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thanks again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.